What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This Haberman of Middlecoff segment is brought to you by ashford.edu slash ham and the DraftKings app, promo code ham and manscaped.com, promo code ham and mybookie.ag, promo code ham1 and upstart.com slash ham. I think the 49ers win the game, John. I think the 49ers, what is it, seven points right now? I, I feel about this game similar to the Vikings game. Obviously, I would say, uh, do I have more appropriate fear? I'm asking myself this question because I just thought of it than I did going into the Vikings game. Um, I kind of do. Just the Aaron Rodgers, you have to have a little more appropriate fear. Um, so, yes, the short answer is yes, I do have a little more appropriate fear for this game. I do think the Niners win. I'm going to agree with you. The line is now seven and a half. I'm not going to gamble on the game because I don't like gambling on a game that I have to talk about. It, it can make you angry if you lose. <laughs> it make you really happy if you win. But to me, that, that, that half point, just I have enough appropriate fear. When you just listen to coaches, and I don't think they're bullshitting, that like you can't put that much stock into the first game. And just re-watching it yesterday, I mean, the game was over. I didn't even watch the fourth quarter. You don't have to. But the game was kind of over early on. Just they had this buffer lead, Aaron Rodgers fumbled. It's kind of some weird shit happened. Now the Niners create weird shit because they get pressure. And if you remember, Balaga got hurt early in that game and had to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had told me I had kind of forgotten about this. Remember, Devontae got hurt against the Eagles when he had like through two quarters. Yeah, it was 10 catches, 200 yards. It looked like he was going to fucking shatter records. Hurts his toe, and that was the first game back. I don't know. I mean, people have been – I've been seeing a lot of Devontae Adams I haven't seen route that, running no. uh, on my timeline. A lot of Jerry he, Rice is out there on the internet. Yeah, he, he looks pretty sweet. But I, I, I expect this game to be a little closer. But, like, think about last week. The Niners kicked the shit out of the Vikings and won 27-10. to 10. And I think the Packers are better. They kicked the shit out of the Vikings. So you go, maybe it's like 27 to 21 or something like that. Uh, just because I'm going to respect Rodgers. And I'm with you, though. I don't think they're as good. I, I think for the only way for the Packers to win, like I just think if they both play, 
typically you don't play an A game, right? You play like, of if you play 20 games on the season, your A game, like a pitcher, he's got his A stuff, right? 10% of the time. Majority of the time, good pitchers know how to work with like B and C stuff. But if they both play B to B plus games. Fastball. I'm going. <laughs> curveball. I would say that if they both play B-plus games, the Niners are 10-plus points better. Uh, now, if the Niners play like a C-minus game, and when I say C-minus, I mean Jimmy throws a pick, Breda has a fumble, and Rod, and they blow a coverage. Weird shit can happen. Like, that's the type of weird stuff, and we've seen it before. Now, the Niners have had weird things happen to them, and they've been so good You'd say consistently kind of the best team in the league all season. Even like once you saw Baltimore lose, you're like, you know, they work a little flawed because they were super dependent on the running game. The Niners have proven they are not dependent on the running game. Like they they had a they had a game where Jimmy threw not one of those 150 yard five touchdown games, one of those 350 yard five touchdown games against fucking Drew Brees when he was like they both played their A games. So I, I'm with you. I'm going. I would take the Packers and the points if I was gambling. But if you're a Niner guy, I would just I would not gamble and just fucking enjoy your team winning. And it's crazy to say this, going to the Super Bowl. But when I say that, it's like that's a little too. I feel a little too confident. Just they're just gonna go to the Super Bowl. Like think about that. They're just gonna go to the Super well, Bowl. Well, you know, I was thinking about this. I think I bet if we look back at the teams that had like dynasties that were really great, I bet a lot of them. This is a theory without much research. Best kind of theory. But I would guess that often what happens is a team is air quotes early. And then it turns out they weren't early. They were just better than we thought they were going to be quicker. Um, because like, the I Patri- would, like the Patriots in 01 or something. I'm not saying the Niners and the Patriots, but it just proved yeah. like they were pretty fucking good. Yeah, I just think sometimes it's hard to imagine the thing that hasn't happened yet. Even though, like you said, these two franchises are historic and you're used to seeing the Packers logo and you know, all that stuff. But Well, in the 90s, how many times did they play? Three or four times in the playoffs. I, I think the thing that you just have to – the thing that I keep going back to when I think about – what I try to make my last thought when I think about these games, like who do I think is going to win this game, as it relates to the Niners this year, has been – let's just – I just try to think about the games they've played this year. And I think about this, both Seahawks games. I think about uh, the Baltimore game, and I think about the New Orleans game. And I go – those are four games. I think about the Rams games too, honestly, right? Because I think the Rams are a solid team. Yeah, you you could argue there that, are so are the, many. Games are the Rams that, better than the Vikings? You know, if they play ten times, the Rams win six or seven, probably. You know, I mean that to me, they're about equivalents. Yeah, at worst, it's five hundred on the Ram from the Rams' perspective. I think you're right. I I just I think there are so many games this year with this team that if you just like if we did what you if everyone listening did what you just did right you go back and watch the last time they played if you just went back and said here's here's a six game catalog just go watch these six games from the night that the Niners played I think you'd be hard pressed if you took their best six games and the Packers best six games to think that the Niners aren't going to win the football game like there and by the way they the Packers bad games are worse and the 49ers good games are better it so happens that one of the <laughs> Packers worst games came against the Niners but whatever I that's where the Niners are really good so I don't hold that one against the Packers so much and I do kind of throw it out like you do I just think it's easy to see them going to the Super Bowl when you just look at all the great games they've played this year all the big time games they've played the adverse the weather some days you got to run some days you throw sometimes it's your offense sometimes it's your defense I mean all that shit you just stack it up and you go 
it's they should win the football game, John. The 49ers should win the football game. The line reflects it appropriately. It is an upset if they don't win this game. Wouldn't you say, when you think about the San Francisco 49ers, I think if you just ask the casual fan, the first thing they think about, whether this is fair or not, is that they have this super bright, like Kyle Shanahan, like he just. I think the if you just said to a football fan, I'm like God, they got that badass offensive play caller. When the irony is, and this is where I think maybe I'm even underselling the Niners, their defense. And when you have on a given year the top defense in the league, I, I just went to ESPN.com. Mm, good site. They. That's actually. Oh, this is the regular season. Uh, no, it's the. They have the number one defense in the league. Well, this is only the playoff teams. This fucking... Well, here, I'll, while you're looking for what you want, I'll give you a defensive stat. Last well, week I, against I, the Vikings... Oh, you got it? Okay. I, I, no, I mean, it's just, it's just only giving me the playoff teams left. I, I just want to know that their, their points, where they stacked up on this season for points allowed per game. You know, I, I, they had to be... They were right there with New England. That when you can score, and they can score more than enough. Like, just look last year at the Chicago Bears. Their downfall ultimately was Mitch Trubisky and their offense wasn't good enough. Their defense was Super Bowl caliber. They could have won the Super Bowl if they would have had the Niners defense. The Niners basically have that defense right now. They're kicking the shit out of everybody. Dalvin Cook, who I think everyone that watches football would go, God damn, Dalvin Cook is good. They destroyed fucking Dalvin Cook. They destroyed him. For the most part, uh, Aaron Rodgers... His worst game of his career in terms of yards per attempt had 100 yards throwing, and they demolished him. Like they, they where does they, where do they stack? So because you know how ESPN.com started stop putting with the ranking number next to teams. Let me count, John. Uh, they're seventh at 19.4 points per game. Kansas City 19.3. Would you say it's a little skewed because the last three or four weeks when yeah. those guys? I here's what here's what I know. Okay, you're right. Stats. Num- people lie, numbers don't, or something. That's an analytical thing. When they have all their guys playing those first eight to nine weeks before D Ford, Quan, Kwaski, they were the best defense in the league. Like statistically, I think the Patriots were slightly better, but their opponents, I think we'd all agree the Niners' pressure was way better than those guys, just in terms of their ability to rush the passer. This defense is the best. So if you have an elite defense, you go, well, how good's the offense? Well, it's not like the Chiefs, but it's fucking elite in the sense of they have the best play caller in the league, or, you know, top two or three. And they do have a lot of weapons. They have the best tight end in the league who blocks and runs. They have a dominant running game. They have, like, the one thing I noticed watching the game against the Packers, it's like they had had Emmanuel Sanders maybe for a week or two. It's like, well, they do have, the receivers are no longer, oh, that's kind of their weakness. It's not a great group, but... It's pretty good. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders has been a top-flight guy on a Super Bowl team. Debo Samuels is clearly one of the bright, up-and-coming young players at his position. Like, if you had to rank rookie receivers, he's in the, easily in the top five. So, you they're, they're easily good enough. And to me, it just gets back to their coach can scheme shit up. So, I, I just, uh, I think they're a fucking elite team. You know, and I think sometimes it's like, well, this team, you know, the last five years, like, who gives a fuck? It just, it doesn't matter. You just have to think about, and I, I do that sometimes too much. Yeah. Where it's like this year, the, the it's been established what they are. We know. We've seen it. They've showed us over and over and over and over. 
And that to me, their games have been like one reason why I think, and we're going to find out rightly or wrongly, or if we're undervaluing the Packers, because their wins don't look like the Niners wins, right? No, and their They're, losses are worse. Their losses I mean, are worse, but three. but but to me, it's more their their wins. It's like you're struggling to beat the Lions right. with, with like to me struggling to beat the Lions. I'm in a total agreement that divisional games get weird. So it's like you could say, well, the, John, the Niners struggle to beat the Cardinals. I agree. But if you would have told me the Niners played the Cardinals week 17 to confirm a one or two seed, I would expect that game to not look like the games that they look like, right? You would have been like, well, the, you're going to get the fucking Niners heavyweight shot. And the Packers were down like 17 to three. And it just showed, to me, it just shows you like, their high end is not the Niners' high end. And I think even Green Bay would acknowledge that. It's just sometimes in these games, you just, for whatever reason, and you hear, you've talked to coaches for years, like, God, I thought we had a great week of practice. And you do. I mean, it's just, it's, everything was perfect. And then you, you lay an egg, or you lay an egg in the first half. You know, it's like, God damn, we started slow. It's weird. I thought we were really ready. That That's, that's where I get just a little uneasy, just, what if just something weird happens? Because that well, happens sometimes. A fumble, uh, Kittle gets concussed. I, you know, I, I, you just don't know. You know, and he obviously he missed. He was out of practice on Wednesday with the ankle. But I'm not. I did some. I did some digging, and I got a text back from someone that would know that said, "I think he's fine." Yeah. Okay. Good. Which well, is not. But it's not like yeah. You know, no. Don't. No worries. Yeah. Was like, well, you think he's fine? Well, <laughs> what? Um, uh, the more I thought about this game after we talked about it last time, about you know how great it would be for Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff holds up. But I think if the 49ers lose this game, uh, I, think it, I think it'll be more about... I think it's likely that it's more about mistakes that Garoppolo makes as much as it is also about plays that Rodgers makes, right? Like, I don't think Rodgers making a ton of plays as long as the Niners' offense doesn't make mistakes and makes the plays they make, which is still some explosives... I don't think that's good enough for the Packers to win. I think Rodgers has to make those crazy plays off of opportunities the 49ers give him. And so I think if we're sitting here Sunday night and the Packers are going to the Super Bowl, it'll be, yeah, Rodgers did this and that and this and that. It'll also be, how about Blake Martinez pulling that ball down after it was underthrown over the middle? You know, I think there will have to be, like you said, a breed of fumble. Like I, The Zedarius strip sack. The 49ers, this game is in the 49ers' hands. That's my ultimate takeaway here. I would agree. This is up they, to them. Well, it's like if this was a NASCAR race, they would have the pole position, and rightfully so. It's on them to lose it, right? Because this, to me, like when, let's say they win this game and the Chiefs win this game, and we talk for two weeks about the Chiefs, we'd go, well, the Chiefs are going to look like they're the equivalent. Like they're like, we've been winning for a while. Like we're fucking good, right? There's no, and the line would reflect it because – it would probably be one to pick them. Like it would just be like you'd be like this weird. This is going to be a tough game. I think we'd all acknowledge that. This feels like the Niners are getting in the ring, and they are the better fighter. Now, it doesn't mean you can fuck up and catch a right and go down because that's this is the NFL, and they they've proven like they can win games. I saw Rogers. He had a classic passive aggressive comment yesterday. He dropped a you know. They asked him, why do you think you guys have won, you guys haven't lost since the Niner game? And he's like, you know, some, just some subtle things changed around here. I'm not going to go into it. Just class, hmm. like, Aaron, oh my God. But he's like, let's just, uh, he's all, I'll go this far. I think we've got, 
maybe we got a little our details got better. I think the I think we we shortened up meetings a little bit. Like I kind of put it on the coaches. Like maybe we just simplified stuff a little bit. Regardless, he's right in the sense that whatever they tweaked a little bit after an ass whooping, they have not lost. So at the end of the day, we talk a lot about style points and point differential. And to me, point differential matters. Like if you're a six and ten team and your point differential is really good, you'd be like, well, there might be a little closer than you think. But when you're when you're thirteen and four team, I don't give a shit about your point differential. You're winning games, and that's the fucking point of sports. And something the NBA struggling with right now. They talk about all these dumb stats. It's like, well, you got Devin Booker's got great stats. He's on a team that's ten and twenty five. So it's like, you lose, you get throttled. The future and the game. Packers. The Packers just win. They they just they found a way to win. Now, granted, it was against a lot of shitty teams. Here's a great stat for you, and maybe this I, I have a hard time. Fully the the Seattle's it. not a shitty team, and Vikings aren't a shitty team, and they won both those games pretty handily, I thought. Uh, but I think the Niners have just played near, near their ceiling a lot more than the Packers have, and their ceiling's higher. That's what I to take me away to from me that you just yeah said. to me to me that's the key. The Packers ceiling just isn't as like they're not going to blow out someone for a good team forty to ten. The How about snug? In the Vikings game, the Niners forced a three and out on six of Minnesota's eleven possessions. That's fifty four and a half percent three and out percentage, tied for the highest in a postseason game in the NFL since two thousand. Wow. The Bucks did it to the Giants in uh, 08, and the uh, Colts did it to the Chiefs in 07. And both those games, all three of those games, was six three-and-outs at 11 offensive possessions. So when you ask, how many offensive possessions do you get in a playoff game, everyone well, counts. Well, doing my research on this game, the guy that studied wrote the athletic article and the guy that knows these two teams well. I think we talked about how can the Vikings keep it close. They're going to have to run the ball and not make her cousins carry him. Well, they couldn't run the ball because, you know, Cook had 20 yards rushing. Now, you go Cook's better than what Aaron Jones. The Packers' offensive line is better than the Vikings' offensive line. And the one thing he alerted me to that I, I you just not something you focus on if you're not, like, living in the weeds of the league yeah. is Mercedes Lewis. God, he's had a sneaky longer career than you realize. Like, he's been in the league like 15-plus years, is a dominant, dominant blocker. He's like, the guy's a fucking beast. And I go, Minnesota doesn't really have that guy, do, do they? And they're like, no. I mean, their two tight ends are Irv Smith Jr. and obviously Kyle Rudolph, who are pass-catching guys. The They have that in Jimmy Graham, but they bring in Mercedes Lewis to kind of act like a third tackle. So that can help them run the football. Because his whole thought is the only the only setup for the Packers to win this game, just look, they check their game logs. Like, they just don't score that many points, is to ugly up this game. Well, to, uh, when you say ugly up a game – in basketball, it means slow down the pace. When football, slowing down the pace means what in in the NFL? Running the ball. Mm-hmm. And I've been hard on Matt LaFleur. He actually gave him credit. He's like, I think Matt LaFleur has done a pretty good job. And a huge part of that is, look at their personnel, John. Like, fucking their receivers, aren't. we talked about this all week, aren't that good. And their running backs have been really, really productive. They have an over 1,000-yard running runner. And I think Jamal Williams almost has 500 yards. So between the two of them, they they have basically like an elite running back. Just when you factor in the two guys, yeah. And he he's like Lafleur's really good at staying committed to the run. And Rodgers, as the season went on, has bought into it. Like we have to do this to win games. Where mm-hmm. before, like 
he had a little like James Harden to him, and I don't blame him. Like, do you blame James Harden for shooting all the time when he can score forty five? Like, I would too. But I think Rodgers this year has realized, like, bro, you can have box scores. You want to have a box score of three or four touchdowns and lose because we probably will, and you might not even get to the three touchdowns because we don't have the guys to throw it to. Right. Or you can have a box score with zero or one touchdown, and we'll just we're going to be thirteen and four, and you everyone's going to blow you just because you're Rodgers. So, and he's committed to that, and that's why they're here now. Can you? Well, does that work against the Niners? Because I'd say we've seen all season long when you've got them a little bit, you've been thrown on, right? They've been thrown on. They have not been run on when they've had their players, right? So how do you? It's easy to say, hey, stay committed to the run. Well, if we go three and out, three and out, it's human nature. Every, me on the couch. If I was a Packer fan, I'd be like, well, four, throw the ball. Yeah, right. It's just, if you're screaming that on the couch, he's thinking that. And that's where the Niners fuck you up. And look at last week. It wasn't a rope-a-dope because they yanked the guy out of the game. But it did kind of work as a rope-a-dope when that, when that possession and Kirk goes bang, bang, boom, touchdown. I think they realized, God, we got a weakness. And they were right. Well, then right. Kyle goes, well, get that motherfucker out of the game. And he's out. And they bring E-Man, who's still, I mean, an average guy. But he's... He's not going to give up these huge plays. And if you notice, they kind of started throwing a little bit because the run, it wasn't working. So they just went, okay, we're just going to keep kind of throwing to the left side. That didn't work. And then Cousins got crazy, threw out Sherman, threw it right to him, and it just completely backfired. Because I would say, I would imagine Zimmer's thinking there after the game, we got away from everything that we do well. Mm-hmm. And we went, we went down doing what we don't do well in, in, in these type, in, against good teams, and it was stupid. Because... If you're him, you go, well, they got seven points off a pick. It's not like the Niners scored 40 points. You know, everyone acts like we got our ass kicked, and we did physically, but the score, it's just like a turnover here, just control the ball. And I think that's where you look at the playoffs. It's much closer. All you need is one mistake to go your way if you're down 24 to 10, and boom, it's 24 to 17, right? That's where these games, like, that's where the Chiefs are kind of an outlier. If they can score 50 points, yeah, if you're playing a team that's scoring 50 points, you're going to lose. But if you're keeping a team in the mid to low 20s, all you need is the one fucking pick or, or the one fumble or the one pick six. But you it happened still, against the Niners. Yeah, but I would say you still have to be capable of taking advantage of it. Like, there's a reason they kept throwing. They could not run, right? Like, you go – because what you're making me think But the difference is, is, is Rodgers, guy. No, I know. But, well, yeah, well, 100%. Yep. But you make me think – I'm just thinking of the uh, – uh, the Patriots game, like they they had opportunities, they just couldn't they just couldn't get the ball down the field, right? I I think that's what makes the two of the four teams left in these playoffs really unique, is that the I, I would say I the, would say I would say Rodgers right now though is and this is this is, sounds blasphemy is dramatically better than than Tom right now given right, who's yeah, playing yeah, yeah, look, with no, 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 I'm I'm just this is a Vikings and a Niners no, and no a, offense and a Tom Chiefs if you're I love you I think what makes the Niners and the Chiefs different is that if they are down seventeen. We've seen it now. The Niners weren't. It wasn't quite seventeen, but it was on the road. Seventeen's a lot. I'm just saying, like, if it's if it's yeah, one but, of those but, like twenty to matter seven, what the and you're kicking their ass. So my point is, there are two teams left in the NFL that if they get down by double digits, I'm not overly, I'm not concerned about them in the first half of a game. And the Packers are not one of those teams. Who would the two be? Niners, the Niners Chiefs. and the Chiefs. Yeah. Because I've seen them both do it. I agree, I agree there. I, I'm just giving the counter of like, how yeah. could this? And I think you're right. The Packers are different than the Vikings in that way. My ultimate yeah. point on that, though, is 
I don't I don't know if there was anything Zimmer could have done. Like them going back to the run wasn't going to help them. No, but the difference though, guy, and my point ultimately is you have a plan and you've worked all week. And these coaches, have, I mean, I, I can't imagine what a three-week playoff run is like as a coach, staying super locked in, grinding all night. I would imagine Aaron and Jimmy and the quarterbacks are putting in crazy hours too. Like, they ain't leaving the opposite five. Like, this is – there's a lot on the line. And I saw Rodgers got tweeted in my timeline. Like, someone asked him, what's the difference between game planning, would you say, for like week 10 and the NFC Championship game? He's like, well, typically, you know, you go on the past four, maybe five games of an opponent. On this, once you get to the playoffs, like, the whole season's on the line. Like, you are breaking down their entire season. And I think for him – He's probably mean, wouldn't you say the Niners' first six, seven weeks for him on defense are more relevant than the last month? Because you use that number, you know, their scoring points per game went way up because the last six, seven games were much higher. But their de- it was like they were starting like Solomon Thomas. Right. The guys they rolled out last week. So he's basically And in saying, fairness, I know people hate it, but they were playing better teams too as the year went on. It was a con- it was both those things. Probably. But I just, but my point is if they had their fully stocked team, Maybe the Saints game is more like, you know, 35 to 31 instead of 48 to 46 yeah. or whatever. Their fully stocked and, team looks like an all star team on defense. Yeah. And I, I think that's what Rodgers is talking about. You just, everything's on the table. We're not just focusing on the last four or five games. We're focusing on everything, which, which is smart. I mean, you're like, I'll promise you this. I don't know Kyle's habits. I would imagine he's pretty nuts. I've seen firsthand Andy's habits. If you said, John, how many games do you think Andy's watched on the Titans? I'd say he's watched every fucking defensive snap they've had in 2019. I would bet my everything I have on that he's watched. Would you cut your dick off? I would be willing to say I'd cut my dick off. That he's watched every (laughs) single snap. Now, granted, like the Packers, it's a little unique because it doesn't have to start from scratch. They played him. So he, he had watched, right, whenever they played. I think the Titans played the Packers and, like, right around the the uh, Niners Green Bay, like week 10 or 11. So you'd already had a Rolodex of the games. It's a little easier. It actually makes preparation, I would say, because you already have like a packet that you've handed out to your team. Like you already have, it'd be like retaking a test. There's going to be new shit on, but you'd already taken one of the tests with the majority of the shit on there. Like their players are the same. Their schemes are the same. You just have to watch more information, which you, I think some coaches would say you... Uh, paralysis by analysis is that is that the term? Sometimes it you is, can overthink yeah. it. It's kind of like I was thinking this morning, like what are me and guy going to talk about? We've talked about it all, but there's always like you just start getting going, you realize, fuck, kind of juiced up just talking about it. So I yeah I, I, I'm with you. They, they are just fucking it's pretty intense. <laughs> so I just like you just whoever is. And we'll get into like the the implications of this game. Like, if it is Rodgers holding up the trophy at Levi's, it'll feel like a pretty big kick in the dick. <laughs> That's know? right. In a in Vrabel's right in Vrabel's detached piece. I saw that someone was like, you know, if you technically look at what he said, he did not say he'd cut off his penis. He'd say, in theory, he'd be willing to do something as extreme as cut off his penis for a Super gotcha. Bowl. And what else? What else would be as extreme as that? <laughs> would be my question. <laughs> I give him credit. He got pretty a lot closer than anyone would have thought. Um, you know, I, I will say this, John. Just you, you, you brought up the Saints game. It just made me think. Like the one thing they had right was a quarterback that got rid of the ball fast, and 
Aaron Rodgers can get rid of the ball fast, so we'll see how many hits he takes. Um, that, that, that's where, though, like Tom Brady is notorious, right, for just it's hard to sack him mm-hmm. just because it's wham, bam, boom. Well, I, I think an underrated element to that statement is like Josh deserves a lot of credit, right? Josh is scheming the little quick routes. They know like which way to scheme the little quick routes to get them open. And you can say, well, John, they're just rocking. He's throwing wheel routes. Well, they've been throwing wheel routes now for six years. They must have these other combos that are throwing the defense off. And that's where talking to my guy breaking down this game, he's like, it's there's immense pressure on Lafleur because once you go to halftime, then you have to adjust or whatever. But, like, that first half game plan has got to be, like, the greatest game plan he's ever had. Like, this is why coaches get blown so much. It's not even necessarily for the play calls, maybe the game-winning play call that he calls or whatever. If he can get to halftime at, like, 13-13, that is remarkable. Like, to me, that, that'd that be like, God damn. Are they getting out coached a little bit? Because if I just told you that right now, if it's halftime, it's 10-10 or 13-13, you'd say that's a remarkable accomplishment for Matt LaFleur, Right. I, I would say that will look in a way where you'll go, God, Kyle's really <laughs> time now. Like, <laughs> But that's, yeah. to me, that's the number one priority. For the Niners, it's like you could be winning or you could be tied or you could be losing. You'd feel like they can win the game. Unless it's like 50 to nothing at halftime, which would not be the case. But if it's like 10 to 3 at half, you'd be like, well, but I just got to get something going here. It, the Packers is Fast always... Fast forward to cough freaking out. <laughs> but I'm just saying, all you have to do if you're Green Bay, to me, the only goal... Have us a chance at halftime. 10-7, 13-13. Just do not have it like last game guy where it's 20 to nothing. And it right. felt like 30. Like it's over. If you can just, if it's 10-7 and a half and you go, we're getting the ball and it's 10-7, like fuck, we're good. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter medella is your reward medella the mark of a fighter drink responsibly beer imported by crown import chicago illinois this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.